Good morning, friends. I hope you're ready for an adventure today because we are about to go on a road trip together. Yeah, well, maybe not an actual, actual road trip, but many of you have experienced this this summer or about to experience it or currently you're watching this online because you're on a field trip, or I'm sorry, a road trip somewhere. Uh, you've gone somewhere beautiful with your family, you're enjoying the sights, you're enjoying the, the tourist attractions, the, the thrill rides, all the fun that goes along with it, the bonding time, all of it. But I wanna focus in on the part of the trip that, that begins everything, the, the very beginning of the trip. So today, let's talk about how we are going to survive this road trip. Now, let's zero in on the morning of. It's, it's, it's the crack of dawn, and you find yourself in the midst of a bustling morning. Dad is trying to pack the car. He's, he's playing Jenga, trying to get every single piece perfect, and they're spending way more time than he should, but you know when he's done, it's going to be just right, but he's out distracted by the car. Mom, you're, you're cooking breakfast. You are trying to get everybody fed, and you're doing an incredible job, and, and, but, but, but you're calling out for your teenager to get out of bed. They're still sleeping. We're leaving in 15 minutes, and they're still sound asleep, and you don't even know if they're bad is packed. You're trying to make sure the little ones have brushed their teeth and brushed their hair. You're trying to make sure that the dog has been let out before you take off. Everybody's gone potty themselves. It's, it's chaos. It's, it's crazy. It's a mess. There's little miniature tornadoes and fires breaking out all over your house. Can you relate to that? It's chaotic. It's crazy. And then, and then in the midst of all this mayhem, you can't just help, uh, you can't help but just think, am I forgetting something? Is, is, there, is there something I'm forgetting? I feel, like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. You know that feeling? I, I'm there all the time. I've been there all the time. Now, let's wonder about life. Are, are you forgetting something? Are you missing something? And, and, and we can go through life and we can wonder this because we, we, we just, uh, um, you don't just have to relate this to a road trip, but we can think about this as life. You're, you're going through life. You have these plans to go through life and do some incredible things, to have some fun along the way, but to grow, to have a career, to have an incredible marriage and a family, but things are chaotic. Somebody's off distracted doing their own thing that you wanted to have, uh, that you wanted to depend on. You are, are trying to organize all these little small things and fit all these pieces together and people are interrupting it. People are, are messing it up and tripping you up along the way and you've got this feeling inside of you. There's got to be more. What am I missing? Am I missing something? And then you wonder, in the, in the midst of, of the pain and the hurt and the chaos of everyday life, is Jesus somehow involved in this frenzy? Is Jesus here? Well, get ready, because today we're going to unlock a truth that will revolutionize the way you see the chaos around you. We'll discover how even in the midst of our own road trip of life, Jesus is right here with us. 
navigating the twists and the turns, bringing order to the disorder and infusing purpose into your every step. So fasten your seatbelts, my fellow adventurers, because the journey we're about to embark on will reveal how Jesus is the ultimate GPS system in the road trip of our lives. He is, the, the, he is the divine navigator. He knows every turn, every detour, and every pit stop. He can guide us through the craziest of traffic jams and lead us through destinations we never thought possible. You ready for the challenge? Let's hit the road together and see what amazing discoveries await us. And today, today, let me just tell you, I want to ignite a fire in you within, uh, within you by sharing a simple and incredible truth. We can find Jesus even when we don't see him. Just like those two men on the road to Emmaus who were oblivious to Jesus' presence, there are times when we feel alone, thinking that Jesus is nowhere to be found. But I'm here to tell you that he's closer than you think, and he's been with you all along. So let's dive in to the story of the road to Emmaus, found in the power-packed gospel of Luke, chapters Chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. And I'm going to read from this now. And it's a little bit of reading here. And I want you to open your Bibles to, those, uh, to that section and read along with me. And I'm reading from the ESV, the English Standard Version of the Bible. So beginning in verse 13, that very day, two of them are going to a village uh, named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking about, uh, they were talking with each other about all the things that had happened. So here's the thing. There's these two guys. They're walking to a town called Emmaus together. And they're talking about the events that had just happened. And what, what had just happened was Jesus had been crucified. This man that they knew of, this man that they were perhaps following uh, his story, this man who did these incredible things who healed the sick, who raised the dead, who challenged the very way everyone thought of life, the man who was claiming to be the son of God had just been crucified. And so they are discussing this. And in verse 15, we'll pick back up. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with him. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to, to, to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up and conde condemned him to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at a tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that 
that they had seen visions of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scripture the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village which they were going. He acted as if he was going further, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is towards the evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while we talked to uh, while he talked to us on the road, while he opened us to the scriptures? And they rose the same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, "The Lord has risen, and he has appeared to Simon." Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to him and breaking the bread. Wow, what a powerful story. And picture this, two disciples defeated and downtrodden. Their life had been thrown into this chaotic seeming world. You know, it went from seeming peaceful and incredible and powerful and, and world-shaking. And then suddenly they felt alone. They were disillusioned, thinking that the Savior they had followed had met his demise but little did they know that the resurrected Jesus was right there beside them, hidden in plain sight. Now let's, let's unpack this a little bit and discover how it applies to our lives. So on a road trip, you get that feeling. Am I forgetting something? I have to make a confession I uh, recently was on my way to uh, church. Um, it wasn't for church, a Sunday morning event or anything like that, but I was on my way for, um, for an event. And I, I had one of those chaotic mornings, trying to get ready with my family, trying to get my kids ready, trying to make sure the dog was let out before we left, and all of this stuff. And we get in the car and we are about halfway there and the kids are in the back doing their thing, going crazy. Me and Carrie are talking, we're listening to music, and I stop and, and I realize, oh my word, where's Adelina? Adelina is my youngest. She's uh, going into second grade. And Carrie looks at me, and the kids get silent. And to me, that's just confirmation in my mind. I'm freaking out. I'm slamming on the brakes. I'm ready to turn around. And then I hear from behind me, Dad, I'm right here. She was with me the whole time. I felt pretty silly there. I don't know what happened in my brain, but something glitched and I thought I'd forgotten my child, but she was there with me the whole time. Jesus, he's, he's like this undercover agent. I love James Bond movies. I love spy movies. I, I love spy books. I think they're fun. I think it's, it's fun to, to, to read and Jesus is like a divine undercover agent. He stealthily walks beside us, 
clothed and camouflaged in the ordinary circumstances of life. And just like those disciples, we might be so, so, um, um, so absorbed by our circumstance that we fail to recognize his presence. But let me remind you, God's presence is not determined by, by our perception. He is still with us. He's championing us in every moment, regardless of how we feel. And just like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we may feel alone and abandoned at times, but Jesus is still right there with us. Here's the thing. He, he promised us in Hebrews 13, 5, that he would never leave us and he would never forsake us. We may not always recognize Jesus' presence, but he is here nonetheless. Jesus is with us even when we don't realize it. Now, uh, I want to ask you on your road trip, you got to know where you're going. What do you use? Well, you use your GPS. Now, I want you to think of your Bible as a supernaturally charged GPS. When those disciples on the road to Emmaus finally recognized Jesus, they exclaimed, didn't our hearts burn within us? Friends, the word of God ignites a fire within us, transforms, uh, transforms our doubts into unshakable faith. As we immerse ourselves in scripture, it becomes a divine megaphone amplifying God's voice directly into our souls. When the disciples on the road to Emmaus finally realized that Jesus was this, with them, they said, were our hearts not burning while he talked with us on the road? And he opened up scripture to us. You see, Jesus speaks to us through his word. He talks to us. This, this is God's word. It's not just a phrase. It's a truth. It's alive and it's powerful. We see this in Hebrews 4.12. When we read this, we hear God's voice. We can receive the comfort and the guidance that we need. Jesus speaks to us through his word. Now, while you're on your road trip, you might look out the window. And, and sometimes we, we, we are so involved in our own minds, so deep in our own minds that we miss some of the sights, some of the beautiful things. On a road trip, you look out the window and you can see incredible things. But the kids might be arguing, you might, excuse me, you might be taking a nap, struggling to pay attention to what's going on, and you're going to miss out on things if you don't look out your window and just as a master artist hides intricate details within a painting Jesus reveals himself to us in the most unexpected and breathtaking ways so pay attention the disciples were blind to Jesus' identity because they had preconceived notions about how he would appear similarly we often limit our own understanding of Jesus expecting him to fit into our preconceived boxes, but our God, the ultimate creative Jesus, surprises us with his revelations. He might 
manifest himself through the encouragement of a friend or a sermon or even a breathtaking sunset. When we open our hearts to his infinite possibilities, we'll encounter Jesus in incredible ways. So pay attention when you're looking out that window. The disciples on the road didn't recognize Jesus at first because they were expecting him to be someone else. So Jesus is here, even when we don't see him. You ever go through on a trip and things are getting crazy and you begin to wonder, why am I doing this? Why are we doing this? The kids are arguing in the back seat. You're not even close to your destination. You're stuck in a traffic jam. The person next to you, then uh, the car next to you is, is uh, giving you rude gestures and screaming at you. And, 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 and it's just crazy. The car stinks. It's getting hot and sweaty. Uh, and, 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 and you just feel lost and, and crazy. And you say, why are we doing this? What am I doing this? You ever been paragliding or bungee jumping or anything like that? Uh, I haven't. I'm scared of heights. I had to have Carrie get up on the gutter last week and clean out, or uh, the roof last week and clean out the gutters because, man, you put me on a step stool and suddenly my legs feel like jelly and my face gets all cold, which is weird. Usually people say their face gets hot. Mine gets cold and my stomach feels funny. And I, I don't know what it is, but I get up high, even just by a few feet. That's why God blessed me with being short. Because if I was any taller, I'd be scared all the time. I don't know. I, I'm a short person. Anyways, I've, I have watched videos of, of people doing these things, paragliding or bungee jumping or doing uh, crazy things like this. Now imagine that you are standing on a cliff and Jesus, the master paraglider, hands you a parachute. But then you take that leap of joy, that leap of faith. And your, your, your despair turns into joy. See, when the disciples realized that Jesus was with them, their sorrow, their fear, all of that turned into contagious enthusiasm. And in the same way, when Jesus takes our hopelessness and replaces it with divine purpose, that pro, it propels us into a life of impact. When we fully embrace Jesus' presence, we become carriers of his hope, shining his light into a dark world. When they re realized that Jesus was with them, their sadness turned into joy, and they felt, the, 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 they, uh, felt compelled to share that good news with others. You see, Jesus gives us a hope and a purpose, even in the midst of our struggles and challenges. When we trust in Jesus and we follow him, we can experience the abundant life promised to us in John 10.10. 10, and we can share his love with others. I, I was thinking earlier this week about a man who came into my office a couple of summers ago. And he came in and uh, he had been, uh, he was clearly distraught. And I was the only one here. And, and uh he came in and sat down on, on my couch in my office. I had a couch in my office at the time. And he sat down and you could tell he had been crying and upset. And uh, he introduced himself to me. 
and he said to me, Ryan, I, I, I'm struggling today a little bit emotionally. I'm, I'm sad. I'm hurting. My life has been crazy. And little did he know at that moment, my life had been pretty chaotic too. There was some circumstances that I had gotten myself into and that my family had gotten themselves into um, that, that were really hard. And I was trying to navigate through all of this chaos and all of this pain and this hurt. And this man sits before me in pain and hurting himself. And uh, I, I, I felt the need to comfort this man. And sometimes when you're in the ministry, you feel like um, you need to comfort somebody when they're hurting. And he begins to tell me this story about his son who had been murdered uh, two years before. And you could hear the pain in his, his heart. And you could see it in his eyes. And uh, he, he was hurting. And so I'm trying to think of things to say. And I'm trying to, to, to comfort him and say the right things. And... and uh, And I was just hit with this grief for a moment. Because I can't imagine losing a child. And I looked at him and I said, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I don't know how to give you hope. And he said, Ryan... I can go forward because I know Jesus is in, in I know Jesus is in control. You don't need to give me hope because Jesus is my hope. And that blew my mind. Here I am, somebody in the ministry, and this guy who hadn't really set foot foot in church since his son had passed away, and he said something so profound and powerful. And he looked at me and said, "Man, I just I just needed to get." this off my chest and just needed someone to hear and thank you for listening and, and, and I prayed with him and he left and I think about that somebody who's going through uh, this extremely difficult painful situation and he trusted that Jesus was his hope and he had been telling me otherwise that on a normal day that his he had a wonderful girlfriend. He had started dating a woman and he had grandchildren that he loved and adored and he had a job that paid the bills and that he loved to do. He was nearing retirement age, but he wasn't even thinking about retirement. And it, blows, it blew my mind because he realized that Jesus was in control. Jesus gives us a hope. He gives us a purpose. And he is not just a passenger in the chaos of our lives. He is the risen king, the ultimate conqueror who has saved us from our own sin. And he has set us free. Sometimes we feel like we're standing on the edge of a storm-tossed sea with waves crashing all around us. The wind is howling and it's threatening to throw us overboard. It's threatening to pull us into the depths. It feels like 
chaos is going to consume you. But then in the midst of this tempest, you see him. Jesus. The one that calms the storm. And he's standing before you. His presence commands authority and his eyes burn with compassion. And with a simple gesture, he reaches out and he lifts you up. And he brings you above the waves. Scripture reminds us with this incredible, of this incredible truth. In Psalm 18.2, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge in the chaos. He is the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Jesus is our rock. Jesus is our refuge. He is our deliverer. He's our salvation. He's the one who lifts us above the storms of our life. He's our fortress, our strong tower, where we find safety and we find security. And for us not forget the greatest spectacle of all, Jesus hanging on the cross, his hands pierced, bleeding, his body broken and torn apart, a crown of thorns resting upon his head. The savior of the universe, the creator of the universe, the one who came for us, giving his life up for you and for me, paying the price taking the consequence from us of our sin and not just to bring us into a heavenly realm with him, but to truly save us here on this earth, to give us an abundant life hanging there. He willingly laid down his life, bearing the weight of our sin so that we could be forgiven and reconciled to God. And that act of sacrifice, he became our savior, defeating death and offering us eternal life. And as Roman 5.8 declares, God demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While you were still a sinner, you might be sitting at home watching this right now, thinking, man, I need to get my life together and come to church. I need to get my life together so I can get what this man on this video is talking about. But think about that. While you are still a sinner, Christ died for you. You can just have him right now. You don't need to say, well, I'm going to quit drinking first. I'm going to quit. You know, I'm going to, I need to start coming to church first. I need to start reading my Bible first. No, you can accept him as your savior. you now. And I'll help you sort out the mess later. But right now, he wants to calm the storm in your life, and he wants to save you first. And then he'll work with you on the rest. And so if you're listening to this right now, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to, to think about where is my life at right now? What's going on? And I need you to, to make a decision. Make a decision to follow him. Accept him into your heart. Let him move in with you. Let him take over. Let him steer. Let him control your life. 
If you haven't done that, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior, right now I just want you to pray a simple prayer like this, Dear Jesus, Thank you for, for taking my sin and defeating it, my shame and defeating it. Thank you that three days after you gave up your life, you rose again and you defeated everything. You defeated death. And God, I give my life to you and I will follow you. Amen. It can be as simple as that and even simpler. Just saying, Jesus, I give my life to you. You don't have to say a magical prayer or anything like that. And you've given your life to him. So, friends, when life leaves you feeling overwhelmed, remember that Jesus is there, ready to lift you up, to calm the storm, and to be your refuge. He is the risen king, the one who's conquered sin and death, offering us a life filled with purpose and joy and unshakable hope. Now, go forth. Carrying the image of Jesus, the triumph, king, triumphant king of your life. Let his love, his power, and his grace shine through you as you navigate through this chaos and, and bring a taste of heaven to those around you. Remember, you're not alone in this life. You have a Savior who stands with you, a Redeemer who lifts you up, and a King who reigns over all. Let His presence transform your chaos into the divine spectacle of purpose and victory. And remember what Psalm 46 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Go and live your life as a living testimony to the power and love of our, of our risen King, Jesus Christ. Amen.